uh, so before we get into it, can we talk about that new Netflix movie, Fatal Affair? I mean, I wanted to support my girl Mia, obviously Omar Epps. I'm like, this is trash. It, it was, you know, I had to make referred, myself watch it. It was referred to as mid I on the Twitter. <laughs> it was so bad. When I say I died. I wanted it to be good. I mean, it's a typical storyline, affair, he's crazy. We get it, but it was just... It just was non-eventful for me. Yeah, I don't know. It, I couldn't not watch it because, like, you gotta watch your people. You gotta support. But then at the same time, it's like her phone's upside down and she's like <laughs> making a call. <laughs> like, sis, we see the camera. We see the camera, and it's backwards. Like, what are we doing? Oh, what are we doing? If they do a sequel, I will watch it though. I, I definitely <laughs> will watch whatever else they put out. That's the part about it. Like, you're it gonna support so your people. Bad. Oh, goodness. Okay, anyway, well, what's up, y'all? Hey. Welcome to the Rooted Life Podcast, where we <laughs> believe in worship and witness, because the more we know God, the better we reflect him. Yeah. So here we really just keep it real with y'all, sharing personal stories and practical ways for us to strengthen our faith. So uh-huh. this week, we just want to shout out at Miss, at It's Miss Jazzy. Hey. <laughs> Let me get it right. It's Miss Jazzy for recognizing that sample from our intro song. So if y'all didn't know, that was the Kurt Franklin sample, Joy, the Georgia Mass Choir. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. So we're going to be sending you a free Rooted Life t-shirt for being the first person to let us know that sample, girl. Yeah, she was quick, too. She was. She was quick with it. My daddy said it, too, though. My he, mama did, too. Yeah. But I'm like, y'all, y'all, y'all already got know. free merch. I know. We can't give y'all anything My daddy else. said, what you know about that Georgia Mass Choir? My mom choir? texted me. and was like, I know the song. <laughs> I was like, I know. You're the one who introduced me to the song when right. I was little. Like, of so course you know. Of course you know the song. That's so funny. Okay. So let's get into these glows let's and grows, mom. So my grow is resisting the urge to be sarcastic and say smart comments, Mm. which I usually just say in my head, but I'm realizing that that's not helpful either. And I think that I just want to be a person who brings positivity and joy into conversations. And so if I'm not watching my tongue, I just like naturally go towards a smart remark, but that's not adding anything to anyone's life. Mm. That's not making their day better or the conversation better. And I think there's enough going on in this world where like, I need to bring joy wherever I can. So... I'm just working on watching my mouth, but also watching my heart. I like that. And I think my glow is that, girl, my bounce back time is ah, Come on now. personal best this week. Sensational. Oh, thank you. Sensational. <laughs> there are things that would have me upset, even at the beginning of this quarantine, have me upset. I can't, y'all. Dorian tried to sneak in a grape while we're recording, and she thought I wasn't going to notice. Look, focus. focus. I can't. <laughs> so funny okay back to my glow so there were things that even at the beginning of this quarantine would have had me messed up for like a week and a half Mm. but I feel like I've gotten better with God was like hey God this upsets me bring me peace he brings me peace and we move on so it's just I'm things are not still in my joy for as long I'm able to kind of process it quicker and just go about my day get my joy back I love how quick he is man you're like Lord help me out right here he's like here you go here you go (laughs) He's like that waiter that's always, what do you need, huh? huh? Anything? That's why you got to call on so him, you know? Good. I love it. Um, so my growth this week, I just want to do a better job of believing the best in people. Mm. And I think, you know, I'm just kind of quick to jump to conclusions. And, mm. you know, it's like when you open the fridge and it's like, where is my pineapple? <laughs> and then you're like, I know such and such did I take know. my pineapple. And then it's like, oh, it's just right here behind the almond milk. And you just mm. jump into conclusions, assuming the worst in people that they not took your food. <laughs> so now I just want to be better about catching those thoughts as they come and just yeah. kind of training myself to look at life through a more positive lens. Mm. Um, 
And my glow this week, honestly, I'm just still riding the wave from last week, oh, dropping yeah. the first episode, folks coming through. I mean, we had close to 300 listens within the first couple of days, and it hasn't okay. even been a week yet. So I'm um, just really excited that y'all are enjoying the content, and uh, I just feel so great seeing what y'all are saying about it on mm-hmm. DMs and comments and texts. So we just appreciate y'all. Love that. Well, since we're on the topic of the last episode, let me go ahead and recap that for y'all. So last week, we talked about why relationships matter. We kind of dived into um, how doing relationships well makes an impact on our lives, uh, what happens when we don't do relationships well. Mm -hmm. So if y'all missed that first episode, please check it out. It's on all platforms. And today I was thinking, let's build off of that. Like, So we talked about doing relationships well, but let's talk about what happens um, when we're trying to choose friends. And I think sometimes we're just quick to be friends with anybody who wants to be our friend, but I want to get into like, how do we choose friends wisely? Mm, yeah, that is a good question. I, I think, too, like the reason that we don't think our friendships require that much thought and intention is mm-hmm. because we feel like they're not really going to grow deep enough to hurt us. Like Ooh. we expect to be hurt in other relationships, but with friendships, it kind of catches us off guard. Mm. And I was reading um, my, my book that I keep referencing, <laughs> uh, Free Is Me, and she said, in comparison to mommy issues, daddy issues, ex issues, Friends seem safer, as Mm. if we are less vulnerable to them somehow, and that's what makes the pain of them so shocking. Mm. And I think because we approach friendships with that mentality sometimes, we use really weak criteria to select our friendships. So I think the first thing um, that we probably all have seen ourselves do is select friends based off of convenience. And this is really when we just use proximity as Mm -hmm. the only piece of criteria to determine who we're going to be friends with. Mm. So we may work with these people, we may live near them or just be in a similar friend circle. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, great, you can be my friend too. And it seems harmless, but like the danger of selecting friends based off convenience is that the impact is incremental over a long period of time. So it makes it seem like there's no consequence at all and so you look up suddenly and after months of spending time with these people because you've had easy access to them you realize I haven't been challenged I haven't grown Mm. I haven't been motivated by these people and all you have to show is a bunch of time spent with them and that's time you can't even get back but you didn't even notice it because it was so easy to just meet up and grab a drink (laughs) so really it's like how often do we say I did it because it was convenient and that was the best choice for us Never. I have never said that in the same sentence. <laughs> so rarely. So it's never happened for me. Don't use that for your friendships either. <laughs> I think another uh, uh, type of weak criteria is just what's familiar. And I think whether we admit it or not, we are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. We like the same restaurants, what same kind of movies on Netflix. We yep. do the same thing. And I think, unfortunately, that really carries over into our friendships. And so we often choose friends based off of familiarity. And we go to friends who have the same race, ethnicity, education, Mm -hmm. religious background, political beliefs, uh, same interests. And honestly, like you said, like it's more convenient to choose friends that way who feel like more similar to us. But Mm -hmm. just because it's familiar does not mean it's good. Come on now. And just because you have things in common with people don't mean that y'all supposed to be friends. Like that's a very weak foundation to build an entire friendship upon. And I think even more like when we only choose friends who make us feel comfortable, we miss out. Like we miss out on the beauty of having diversity in our friendships, which brings diverse perspectives, um, experience, and even knowledge. Yeah, that's such a good point. We need that diversity. Diversity makes us better. It really does. Yeah. So another thing I think that we use that's weak criteria is obligation. Like we will look at a friendship and be like, well, we've been friends for so long. So real. And I think a lot of this struggle, a lot of us struggle with this, particularly as we're transitioning from like, Mm -hmm. um, young adult life into adulthood 
And so I just remember, like, I had a really close friend um, from elementary school, and we kind of traveled through life together, ended up going to the same college. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did our own thing in college, but we're still in similar circles. And post-college, it was really clear that we were just growing in different ways and growing Mm. apart really quickly. But I found myself begging to hold on to that relationship and that friendship because it had been over 15 years. And it felt like betrayal to let it go. But history just is not a good enough reason for us to Mm -hmm. hold on to friendships. And I think the second part of obligation is really just our pride. Like we feel obligated to a friendship because we want to play the hero Come and on. then we'll use that to justify the relationship. But this week I saw a clip where Jackie Hill Perry said, Jesus is the only one who saves. Mm-hmm. So we can't even be the hero. Like Mm-mm. we have to really let go of that mentality mm-hmm. um, that an unhealthy friendship needs us because the only person anybody ever needs is Jesus. Come and on. so we got to let him do the work mm-hmm. and not try to use that as the reason why we'll stay in something longer than we need to. So mm-hmm. really the danger of choosing friends based off of obligation is like we can find ourselves ushering dead storylines into new chapters. Ooh, you trying to bring old stuff into a new thing. Mm-mm. Like, let it go. Mm-mm. And if it's time to let go of a character in your story, you don't have to be like Game of Thrones and just make that thing happen. Never watched that show personally, but I, I feel like people will get that. You, I've actually never watched it either, but what I do know about <laughs> it is that, like, they will take out your favorite character and think nothing of really? it. Yes. they. I always hear people talk about, like, they will let you, like, fall in love with the character and then be like, great, he gets killed the next episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ruthless. So y'all will get it. The people who watch yeah, it, I know y'all, y'all will really it. feel that one. <laughs> I think sometimes, too, we end up um, with weak friendships because we've been friends with people because we have no other options. Mm. And I think we simply hang out with people because we don't have anybody else to hang out with. Oof. And this is dangerous because this type of friendship is built on a foundation of desperation and a fear of loneliness. And it's only a matter of time before that weak foundation crumbles. Mm. So like when I first moved to D.C., obviously I knew nobody here. Mm -hmm. I found some friends at work, but obviously we didn't hang out all the time. And I met this one lady at work who I thought was kind of cool. But then (laughs) very quickly I realized we were not compatible (laughs) as friends. Our values and character did not align at all. Mm -hmm. But I kept hanging out with her because one, I was bored. Two, I didn't have anybody else to hang out with. And three, she knew the city, so she always had the hookup when we went out. So I'm mm. like, I'll just, I'll just make it work. Um, but every time I would leave hanging out with her, I just felt so drained yeah. and exhausted from just managing her negativity and her habit of talking bad about people. But I still kept hanging out with her, <laughs> even still though I was going. drained. I just kept hanging out with her because I really wanted a friend. And honestly, I was preferring an unhealthy and draining friendship to no friendship. Mm. Uh, but building a friendship with someone simply off the fear of not having any friends or the fear of being at home on a Saturday by yourself can be detrimental and can be more hurtful in the long run. Mm. That is so true. Yep. Weak criteria, y'all. Look, you use this weak criteria, you're just going to have weak friendships. So weak. That's really, I mean, there, there's nothing else to say there. But instead, when we use wise criteria, this leads us towards healthier, satisfying, and more whole relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is work to obtain Girl. and maintain better friendships, but it is so worth it. Yep. It is so worth it. And so the first thing is like, is this relationship God approved? Come like, on. You just need to ask yourself, has God called me to this friendship? That's good. Because before I really never even thought about that. Cause I was like, mm, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need to ask God about my <laughs> friends. Like that's cool. But we have to remember that like, if we don't understand the purpose of something, we misuse it. So yeah. if we don't understand the purpose of a relationship, we won't treat it in the right way. And someone that maybe we were just supposed to be motivating or mentoring, we'll be trying to pull from them things mm, that they can't give us because good. they were not supposed to be our friend 
anyway. So really, I think when you think about, okay, how do we apply this practically? Just take the time to ask God about the relationship and earnestly listen to his response. Earnestly. Earnestly. You know why you have to do it earnestly? Because if you've already made plans with the person right before you ask God, right. you're not really it's looking like for God, his answer. It's like, God, we got happy hour plans at six. <laughs> it's five. I'm going to need an answer soon. I got my outfit picked out. Let me know what no. you say, God. Because no. uh, I, I got a tricks plan. So, yeah. <laughs> no. Just ask God, y'all. Please. Another piece of wise criteria is looking for friendships that sharpen you. And so we need to be able to answer this question. Am I a better person as a result of this friendship? Mm. If so, can I pinpoint specifically how this friendship has sharpened me? Whew. If you can't answer these questions, you need to really go back to the drawing board yeah. and ask God about it. Um, because at the end of the day, friendships can do two things for us. They can sharpen us or dull us. Mm. Thinking about the Proverbs scripture. So good friends sharpen you. They mature you. They grow you. They challenge you. Versus unhealthy friendships that are based off of wise, um, unwise criteria cause us to digress in our growth and our maturity. And honestly, they breed complacency. Mm. And in this season, I can't take any more complacency than I'm already dealing with, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that's, that all the onus is on that person to do all the sharpening. Like, we are responsible for sharpening our friends, too. Like, my friends should be able to say how I impact their lives and help them and love them. Yeah. Um, and so good friendships can only sharpen you if there is an element of trust and vulnerability and transparency. Friendships can only heal and sharpen what you reveal to them. So mm. if you're hiding things from your friend and you're like, well, we don't sharpen each other. It's like, do they, do they really know you? Do they know Ooh, your struggles? Come on, Morgan. How can they help you if you're not opening up to them? So we have to, again, recognize that some of the onus is really on us. Mm-hmm. And so being able to trust someone with your thoughts, your emotions, your experiences, that really builds intimacy, which is a crucial component to being sharpened and really growing. And so the action step here is something that Pastor Ben talks about. Like you have to collect data, mm-hmm, collect it. Mm-hmm. You need to constantly be taking inventory of your friendships and evaluating the health of the friendship, the purpose, yep. and the influences of the closest relationships that we have. And at the end of the day, this is the most important thing I think I've said all day. Don't evaluate without the Holy Spirit. Come on. Can't Don't trust do yourself. it without him. No, please <laughs> ask him, please. Please. Uh, your little evaluation ain't worth a quarter. Okay. So just ask the Nothing. Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so this next one with with uh, wise criteria, it's it's short, sweet, and simple. Come it on. really is. Reciprocity, y'all. Ooh, love that is word. Is this person showing up the same way that I am Ooh. over time? And I say over time because we all have moments where we're not being the best friend mm-hmm. and we can't show up for people. Um, but overall, this is something that's tangible. Like mm-hmm. this is equal representation in your friendship. When you call, do they answer? Come on. When you make plans, do they show up? Come on. Are they considerate of your time, your space, and your priorities? Mm. Like good friends reciprocate, y'all. And very plainly, they just show up for you mm. in all the ways that you need them to, you yeah. know? And so the action here is really like, Pay attention to patterns Come on. because the difference between an occurrence and character is the pattern. Mm. If someone is consistently inconsistent, then this is the data that you have to keep in mind as you're evaluating that friendship. That's so good. And what I love about that, too, is that all of my friends show up differently. Yeah. Like, I know that Toby, she's going to show up by getting on the phone and praying with me. You're going to mm-hmm. show up and be like, okay, you got a joke for me. You got yeah. a scripture. Yeah. And I think having room for people to show up in a way that's different. Everybody doesn't need to show up for you in the same Correct. way. Yeah. But recognizing how they are trying to show up and, and acknowledging that effort I yeah. think is really important yep I think another piece of wise criteria is is thinking about the fact um does my cup feel full after I hang out with this person and so the question we need to ask ourselves is like how do I feel after I hang out with them 
Do I feel consistently depleted or full? Mm. And kind of what you said earlier, like this is kind of a disclaimer, like everybody goes through difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. Like don't dump a friend because they're having a rough time and you have to pour into them. Because honestly, there are seasons when I need a lot of pouring into. And there are seasons when I'm doing a lot of pouring. But healthy friendships don't take all of what's in your cup. Mm. They they will require you to pour into them and invest in things like that. But healthy friendships also pour back into you. They pour back love Mm -hmm. and support and laughter and perspective and hopefully Christ. And again, this looks different in different seasons. So don't dump somebody just because (laughs) it looks a little different. And so I think the action step here is like pay attention to how you feel after you hang out with your friend. Like consistently check your heart. Reflect on whether that friendship is pouring into you and adding into your life. And ask yourself, am I intentionally pouring into the lives of my friends? Am I adding to their life as well? Because, again, the onus is not all on them. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, I feel red. (laughs) (laughs) And I just said it. <laughs> uh, why do we get red every week know. too, Jesus? Jeez. Like, come on, just one week that we cannot be red. No, speak no? for yourself. I want to be red. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think like the the point that we really want to make sure that we lean into though is that you have to use discernment no. across all of these points. Like, we have friends that are going to be difficult to get on the phone. Some friends may not be great at responding to text, but like if they've demonstrated themselves and some of the other criteria, then we can still consider those people a friend. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want anyone to use this as black and white. Like, okay, well, they didn't answer this one call <laughs> and they didn't show up this one time and they said this one wrong thing. But like, you have to just make sure that you're using discernment as we are choosing and maintaining our friendships. Yeah. And discernment comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm. So don't make any friendship decisions without God's input. Talk Seek about it. God first, please. Please, please. y'all. Just seek Okay. God. But honestly, what happens if we have to end a friendship? Mm. That's so hard to do. I think it's one of the hardest things with friendships. I think because sometimes people are just meant for a season and sometimes they're not meant to travel with us the next season. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because you have history and shared experiences and and it's hard to let it go. But Mm -hmm. from my own experience, when you try to pull a relationship into a season it was never meant to travel into, Mm. you end up hurting yourself and the other person and you slowing down the growth and blessing for both of you. Yes, I can attest to this personally. Ooh, tell the people, <laughs> spill the tea. Uh, I mean, I, I recently had to end a friendship. And um, mm-hmm. initially, I wasn't, I didn't think that's how it was going to go. But mm-hmm. after I prayed about it, I was kind of in agreement with the decision. Um, and I just want to say, first off, like having difficult conversations is hard. Like mm-hmm. that's why they're called difficult conversations. <laughs> but when we avoid them, they're really only hurting us because we end up living in this space of uncertainty and a lack of clarity. And we think mm-hmm. we're protecting ourselves from this like sudden discomfort but it really just leaves us in a constant state of discomfort because every time their name is mentioned or every time you think about them or you see them you're so unsettled Mm. so I just want to encourage anyone like just pick up the phone and call the person so that you can begin to resolve some of those feelings that's good and so that's what I did (laughs) I picked up the phone and called her and we had a really transparent conversation about how our relationship has shifted and how Mm. we felt about that Um, and as we continued to discuss like in the midst of the conversation the Holy Spirit just kind of pressed on my heart that we were just growing apart in different ways and now honestly that I look back at it three out of four of the weak criteria were kind of at play as to why I was justifying um, continuing to hold on because it was convenient it was familiar and there felt like there was a little bit of obligation because we'd helped each other get through a tough season and so um, I kind of just found myself being like, okay, maybe this is something I need to let go of in the midst of that conversation. And that was tough. I remember <laughs> I've watched the friendship from the outside looking in the whole time. I was like, this yeah. is going to be 
this is going to be hard. So what lessons do you feel like uh, came from the end of that friendship? Um, I mean, similar to what you were saying, like sometimes friendships are just right for a specific season and nothing mm. more. And that is OK. It is. I think that um, we helped each other get through something tough and that was great. And then like now we were on the other side of it and we had grown mm. in different ways. And it doesn't say anything about either of us to end that friendship mm-hmm. other than we were mature enough to recognize that it was no longer serving us. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't enough wise criteria to justify continuing to move forward. Mm. Um, and so, yes, it was difficult. And it was uncomfortable and my voice was shaky as we said goodbye because it, it did feel a little defeating. Yeah. Um, it felt like I had done something wrong, but really that was just a lie of the enemy because God works in seasons. And so we can't think that our friendships are off limits from that. Mm. Um, and so it was just kind of a part of a pruning season in my life. And I just recognized that like from John 15 too, we know God is only pruning so we can bear more fruit. So mm. it was okay, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that that relationship, the way he pruned it, I think it bared so much fruit in your life. Yeah. As someone who gets to be in the wake of it, I think it bared a lot of fruit. So I, I know thanks, that it was Mo. hard, but I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Mo. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Uh, we are so excited just to be back, dropping more gems on y'all, getting <laughs> red in the process. Uh, can't wait to hear what y'all thought about this episode. So with that being said, if you're on Apple Podcasts, we want you to just head on over to leave us a review and let us know what you thought about it. Yeah, and we want to know what y'all thought about this episode. So go ahead and screenshot it, post it, and tag us at Rooted Life Podcast. Oh, yes. Love it. Can't wait. All right, y'all stay rooted out here. We'll see y'all next week. I'm ready to get this fish. I'm trying to get some fresh shrimp.